right, everybody. Well, welcome back to Let's Make a List. This is our podcast where we take a topic, talk about it for a while, give our own opinions, take those opinions, and create a top 10 list. As usual, I am Josh, and with me is my son, Jack, who is, as usual, laughing through the intro. Uh, This week, we decided to kind of do a throwback to our first podcast. And instead of talking about villains and going in the opposite direction and talking about heroes, we're going to stop somewhere in the middle and talk about anti-heroes. Which I hear must be exhausting to be. Man, you already stole it. I was going to use that later. Dang it. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Taylor Swift. Uh, You you made anti-hero a very popular phrase. So an anti-hero, to define it for the purpose of today's podcast, is somebody who has their feet in both worlds. It's somebody who ultimately will make the right decision, but might take a very crooked and meandering path to get there. So without any further delay, Jack, since I started last week, why don't you start us off with your number five anti-hero? All right. I'm going to just assume that almost none of you know who this is. I think I'm one of the only people on earth who knows who this is, but I'm going to go with Angela from the Sleepaway Camp franchise. I would follow in in that crowd of people who don't know who that is. So why don't you you tell us about it? So basically, for those of you who don't know who Angela is, Angela is the main pro and sometimes antagonist of the Sleepaway Camp saga. Her goal in life is basically to make sure that everyone lives as a stereotypical happy person. So there's no sin in the world at all. None of it. If you've seen the movies, they're basically campy flashers. But however, in the fourth movie, The Return to Sleepaway Camp, Angela helps the police solve the crimes of who is dying at the recent camp, which puts her in the anti-hero category because she's trying to help them. And then there's also the point that Angela doesn't have any malice in her intent. She's doing it because she believes that's what those people deserve. And so, yeah, she believes what she's doing is right. And she did some right stuff occasionally. So I believe that puts her into the anti-hero category. Okay. Well, who do you have for number four? Uh, number four, I have Walter White. I knew he was going to show up on your list. For those of you who don't know, Walter White is the main character from the hit series Breaking Bad, which aired on the AMC network from 2007 all the way to 2017. I sound like Wikipedia right now. Um, uh, Walter White is a person who has some form of cancer. And basically what he does is he sells narcotics in order to afford his chemotherapy and his treatment and still provide for his family because he is a teacher for his main job. And as we all know, teachers get paid crackers and cents. Yeah, he does some pretty messed up stuff across the show. Some, some stuff that we can't necessarily say on this podcast. But he does it all for the sake of helping people. I'd like to order a Diet Coke in a minute of your time. Was that good? Los, po- Los Pollos Hermanos. I'm just going to name all the things I know about that show. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what do you have for number three? For number three, I have uh, Marshall Lee from Adventure Time. Oh, okay. So uh, neither of you have watched a lot of Adventure Time with me. Like at all. You've seen one episode and you saw a bad episode at that. Yeah, the uh, lumpy yeah, LSP. The the yeah, the lumpy princess gal was really annoying. Yeah, LSP super annoying. You saw a bad episode. I apologize. So yeah, Marshall Lee is the uh, male equivalent to Marceline from the main show. And I'm not going to get into the Lord of Adventure Time because this podcast would be like three hours long if I did. But basically, Marshall Lee and the main show is a vampire. 
but it's a vampire who does all the things that vampires do. Like he sucks blood and like kills or whatever, but he still like goes out of his way to like be playful and like fun. Like in the episode from season four or five, I want to say it's an episode where he and Fiona go to like this like party and they like have an argument, but they like get over it and like become friends by the end. Um, also in Fiona and Cake, he is just the best character in that show by far. Okay. Oh, and I thought of another thing I knew from from Breaking Bad, and I should have said that earlier. Saul Goodman. Coming in my number two spot, I have uh, Deadpool. I like how you completely were just like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. (laughs) Deadpool's a good one. Says the person who has not seen Deadpool. I know enough about Deadpool to not have to worry about having seen the movie. Name four things. He has regenerative abilities. And degenerative. He is sarcastic and does all sorts of bad things in order to uh, reach the greater good. I mean, that's an anti-hero, and that's why I think he's a good one. And probably from the comic book world, he is, I think, probably the best anti-hero other than like maybe a Wolverine. I mean, and those two have a pretty close connection. True story. Like Deadpool made his first appearance, unfortunately, in X-Men Origins Wolverine, so... Unfortunately, (laughs) which, yeah, they called that out in the second one where he went back in time and uh, killed himself from that movie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I do need to see those movies. I just haven't yet. Yeah. Fun little story about this. I remember one time and mom already knows what story I'm telling. I really wanted to watch this movie, the first Deadpool movie when I was like eight years old. And we thought that we were watching the uh, the censored TV version on uh, I think it was demand. We were not. Oh, no. And so we, we got about a quarter of the way through, and, and we had to stop. Five minutes in. Good, good job, Mom. <laughs> Yippee. All right, who do you have for number one? All right, my number one, I, I got the Jigsaw Killer. Surprise to no one that knows you. All right, hear me out, hear me out. A lot of you are going to say that Jigsaw is a villain, and you're not wrong, but you're not right. If you've seen the most recent movie, Saw X, you'll see that Jigsaw has an empathetic side to him. He will be nice to you if he believes that you deserve to be treated nice. There's the people in the movie who uh, gave him his treatment. He thought, at least, spoiler alert, that they gave him treatment for his cancer. They did not. They just scammed him. But he thought that they genuinely helped him. So he spent a couple extra days in the place that they lived. He went about and he bought them some stuff to be nice. And when he came back, they weren't there. And it turns out they had just scammed him for thousands of dollars. And so that's why he puts people in the games if he believes them to be not worthy of what they have done. And if you win his games, which usually if he's making them and none of his accomplices, you have a fair chance to win. Like Amanda wins, Hoffman wins, they all win their games. And he gives them a chance to become his accomplice and rehabilitate them into a better life, which usually is the case unless you're Hoffman. Because that did not go well for him. And honestly, like having not seen any of these movies like we've discussed previously, I can see where you're coming from with this. He has a really warped way of trying to rehabilitate people. But yeah, I think I think his thought is, yeah, if I do these things, then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll actually be helping these people out. They won't be able to continue down the path that they've been on, which, you know, everybody that it sounds like that he's putting in these traps are people who have made a lot of bad choices in life and might not be the best people in the world. Unless you're Daniel Matthews and your dad just happens to be a bad person. But, but yeah. And like, even with like his origin story, it's just, it's just really sad. 
like he and his wife were expecting a kid named Gideon, spoiler alert, by the way, and his wife worked at this clinic for rehabilitating people in, you know, a legal way, a legal, not illegal, where like, you know, like rehab. And this guy broke in one night and he accidentally caused Jigsaw's wife to have a miscarriage, which led Jigsaw down the path of we can't help them. They have to help themselves. And that incident really traumatized him and led him to become the person that he eventually died as. All right. Well, I think that's a good solid top five list, Jack. Why don't you run through it real quick, five through one, just to make sure that we remember everyone that you've listed. Coming in number five, I have Angela from Sleepaway Camp. Number four, I have Walter White. Number three, I have Marshall Lee. Number two, I have Deadpool. And number one, I have Jigsaw. Okay, so I'm going to start off my list. At number five for me, and you're probably going to get a good laugh out of this, I have Greg Heffley from... Do you mean a straight villain? No, Greg Heffley from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And here's why. Yeah, he does do a lot of really bad things, and the way that he treats Rowley is awful. But he always ends up coming out with the right answer and with the the moral decision. Those books were, they came out way after I would be reading kids' books, so I'm going from the movies, so. Which you should, because honestly, they're better than the books, with the exception of the last couple that they made, because, yeesh. Yeah. So, in my opinion, you know, the way that he treats Rowley in the first movie, you know, uh, he, he's horrible to him, and he doesn't like the fact that Rowley is is getting in with the cool kids because of Zooey Mama and all of that. But then at the end, he, you know, ends up falling on the sword, and gets Rowley out of trouble so that he can be a security or a crossing guard and uh, touches the cheese so that... Oh, he eats it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he does He does more than touch it. He eats it. That's Oh, I forgot. I, I blocked that because that was disgusting to me. My, my God, man, the cheese touch. Oh, yeah. So number five for me, Greg Heffley. Number four, a surprise, probably that it shows up this low on my list. Uh, I have Severus Snape from Harry Potter. And I think that he's just the quintessential anti-hero. You think that he's this horrible, evil person that hates Harry and is out to get Harry. And you're led to believe that he is probably siding with the villains. And then you find out, you know, spoiler alert, that this entire time he's been protecting Harry and that he loved Harry's mom, you know, all this after all this time, always, you know, he ends up being one of these great characters of literature that you just end up loving after you've hated so much. I mean, he just brings out such strong reactions both ways. For me, number four, I have Severus Snape. Coming in at number three for me, I have Victor Sullivan, also known as Sully from the Uncharted franchise. I thought you were going to say Victor Salva for a second. I was going to get really scared. Nope. So Victor Sullivan shows up on this list for me because he's one of those people that definitely has his feet in both worlds. He knows a lot of shady characters and does a lot of shady things. But at the same time, he almost always ends up on the side of right and he helps Nathan Drake. I almost put Nathan Drake on this list, but uh, Tara and I talked about it for a little bit and and we kind of came to the agreement that, yeah, Sully is definitely a better anti-hero than Nathan Drake. So number three for me, Sully. Number two, I have Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. Wubba lubba dub dub. And I think this is obvious to anybody who's seen the show. Rick is completely immoral and treats Morty like garbage, but ends up making the right decision every episode. 
like he acts like he doesn't care about his family and then all of his motivations in the episodes are to save his family even though sometimes he's the reason that they need saving all right and finally for me number one i have the man with no name huh so the man with no name is a character played by clint eastwood in yeah in in three movies called the dollars trilogy at fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and a movie that most people know, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And he is just a, he's an old West cowboy kind of a character that does unscrupulous things in order to get money, but then ends up, you know, in one movie, he saves a town. In another movie, he ends up killing a, like a pretty horrible villain. And then uh, there's another movie where he's basically, his motivation is gold. And he ends up getting the gold, but he also shares the gold with the guy who he kind of teamed up with to try and get the gold after they both decided that they were going to uh, team up against the main villain of the movie. My favorite Clint Eastwood movie is the one where it's all the British people in the graveyard and then the ghost comes up from the grave and starts rapping and then he summons a bunch of monkeys. That's a gorilla's music video. You're such a goober. (laughs) So for me, number one, I have the man with no name. So to recap, my number five, I have Greg Heffley. Number four, Severus Snape. Number three, Sully. Number two, Rick Sanchez. And number one, the man with no name. Do you want to go through our alternatives just for fun? Yeah, let's do that. Why don't you start? All right. Um, Coming in as one of my alternatives, I got Kenny McCormick from the South Park series. Okay. You know, I thought about South Park characters, and I couldn't figure out who I would put in. Because Cartman's more like a straight villain. Right. See, for Kenny, a lot of people would say he's a hero. But, like, I don't know, bro. Some, some of the stuff he does in the series is crazy. Like, I don't know if I can name some of the episode titles on here. But Kenny does some crazy stuff throughout the series. And he does some good stuff, too. So it evens out, I guess. And I really want to put this on the list. But I just don't have enough media with him in it. I have the uh, Male Demolition Lover from Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Which is the best story ever told. Okay. My Chemical Romance. So basically, for those of you who don't know the story of that album, basically there's this couple and they're like killing bad people and they both die in a gunfight. One of them goes to hell and the other goes to heaven and the male goes to hell and he makes a deal with the devil saying, if you can bring me the souls of a thousand evil men, I will let you go see your wife again. So the guy goes up and he does that, but it makes him question everything about his life, whether he really loves this woman, whether this is worth it at all why he's questioning just everything. And it's one of the greatest character studies I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, the male demolition lover. That's a deep one. My alternatives are as follows. I have Han Solo or Han Solo from the Star Wars franchise. You're not Billy D. Williams and quit trying to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I am not. You're correct. Uh, I, I think that he is a perfect anti-hero. You know, he starts off with his only motivation being money, and then he always comes back and and makes the right decision time after time. I always come back. Except for his uh, decision to be part of birthing Kylo Ren. Uh, That was was not a good idea. Uh, He didn't even know that was going to happen, and neither did George Lucas when they made those movies. True story. Uh, I think he just barely misses my list. You know, if I'd made this list maybe four or five years ago, he probably definitely would have been in my top five. And then my last one is a little bit of a wild card and one that I'm pretty sure that the number of people who know who this is is going to be a smaller number. But I have Darrow Olykos from the Red Rising trilogy, which is a it's a series of books that stop. 
it's a series of books that I read uh, that are amazing. And it's so basically his character arc is is this and there will be some spoilers here, but hopefully you'll still read these books. And it's kind of a sci fi epic. So he starts off as a miner on Mars and, you know, he's married and things happen and the government basically, you know, kills his wife. And so he uh, he ends up going on basically a, a mission of vengeance and he ends up being one of the greatest rebels against um, the society, which is what the uh, which is what the government is called, and and helps to overturn the society. It's it's a huge epic. But the thing is, he doesn't always do what is moral and what is right in order to achieve what needs to be done. He does a lot of a lot of things that cause a lot of death and a lot of destruction, and there is a lot of collateral damage in his wake. So. Um, he would have probably shown up on my list, I think, if I thought more people knew who he was. But uh, Darrow Olykos is my other alternate. All right, let's get into creating our list. I believe you get to go first with number 10. All right, for my number 10, I think I'm going to go with Severus Snape. Okay, explain. Because I don't really feel like he's more of an anti-hero. I just felt like he's more of like a spy, you know? I hate to use it this early, but I definitely have to veto that. I think Snape is the quintessential anti-hero. I think he does way more good, uh, but on the backside where you don't see it, I, I think he is just the perfect anti-hero. I, I think he's got to be higher than 10. Coming in number 10, I have Angela from the Sleepaway Camp series, and for the love of God, I cannot remember her last name. Well, that's fine. So what puts her at 10 for you? I feel like she's just too much of a villain, you know? Yeah, she does all this stuff because of her morals, but like, dude, these are kids. These are like people in like their like late teens and early twenties. They don't know what's wrong and what's right, you know. Yeah. Coming in at number nine, I am going to put Marshall Lee from Adventure Time, and th- my reason for doing that is I haven't seen him, so I I don't know. Yeah, you have. He was in the first episode of Fiona and Cake. He was the guy with the guitar. He was on the bus. Oh. He's an anti-hero? In the main series, he is. Okay. I was going to say, in Fiona and Cake, he seemed very chill. So, yeah, I don't know. Just for me, that's that's why I don't have a whole lot of, of knowledge on the character and, and slides in at number nine for me. That's also, he's voiced by Childish Gambino, so that makes him a villain automatically. I love Childish Gambino. All right, you're up, number eight. I'm going to go with Sully. Okay. Because no anybody who dies in Uncharted Three is automatically not um, a, a, an antihero. He becomes a good person if he dies in Uncharted Three. Oh, says, that's right. You haven't finished Uncharted yet. Says so in Leviticus chapter seven. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll just yeah, I'll keep my mouth quiet. <laughs> if if you've played Uncharted, you you know why I'm keeping my mouth quiet. So yeah, number seven. I'm gonna put Greg Heffley. Uh, he probably should be a little bit lower than this. I just don't think he's as big of an anti-hero as everybody else on this list. I think he has a little bit more villainish qualities. So yeah, for me, number seven, I have Greg Heffley. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Severus Snape because you can't say Vito again. You're right, I can't. I, I disagree, but I, that's about it, where I have to leave it. Coming in at number five for me, I'm going to do Walter White. Walter. I, I think he's a great anti-hero, I think. But compared to everybody else that's left on the list, I think five is a good slot for him. So Walter White at number five for me. 
Also, anyone whose kids watch Aqua Teen is automatically a good person. Okay. All right, number four. All right, I'm going to go ahead and put uh, the man with no name because Westerns are boring. I'm going to disagree with you, but that's all I can do. Like a total of like three things happen in each of them. It's just like horses and horses are boring. Bro, I'm going to make you watch these movies. And when you're done, nope, you're going to be like, oh, I understand now. Uh-uh. I mean, because here's the thing. One of those movies is so iconic. The whole end of Back to the Future 3 where he's fighting with, with Mad Dog. Yeah, they stole that from one of those movies. Westerns give me a headache. I don't like the color palette. Okay. All right. Coming in at number three. I'm going to do Jigsaw. Vito. I knew that was going to happen. Um, all right. I'll do Deadpool then. Deadpool's number three for me. All right. Then number two, I'm going to put Rick Sanchez so that I can get that dub again. Rick usually has like good intentions, though, for the most part. like He usually does things to help his family out. Okay. I mean, I think that's good. Rick Sanchez at number two, I think, is, is high, but I'll take it. Yeah, that would put Jigsaw, I guess, at, at number one. Take that dub. Saul went in two weeks in a row. Let's go. Yeah, well, you know. All right, so let's go through our top 10 list here. Number 10, we have Angela from Sleepaway Camp. Number nine, we have Marshall Lee. Number eight, we have Victor Sully Sullivan. Number seven, we got uh, Gregory Hefley. Number six, we have Severus Snape. Number five, we have The One Who Knocks. <laughs> Number four, we have The Man With No Name. Number three, we have Deadpool. Number two, Rick Sanchez. And number one, we have John Kramer, also known as Jigsaw. Man, I can't believe it. I'm sorry. I just, there's so many good one-liners by the man with no name, but that's all right. I, I can deal with it. All right. No one-liner will, from that guy will ever be as conic, iconic as I want to play a game. Everybody knows I want to play a game. Dude. Literally everybody and their grandma knows I want to play a game. I did, yeah, well. Whatever. Everybody knows Billy the Puppet. Everybody knows the two guys locked in the bathroom. Everybody knows the traps. Everybody knows the franchise. I, I don't know. I would say everybody knows, but I would say, yeah, you're you're right. It is a little bit more in the modern lexicon than uh, the man with no name, but yeah. Throughout the course of what briefly can be considered your life, you have nothing but lie and murder others. Today we'll put that to the test. All right. Well, let's let's add up here and see who wins. Me. Okay. So we have tallied up our totals, and Jack, I'm edging you out this week again. A really close one, twenty-eight to twenty-seven. So that gives me four wins. That gives you three wins. I feel like we're just kind of going back and forth every week with these wins and these losses. Well, I think this was a I think this was a great list, Jack. I, you know, this was one of your your suggestions and and I think it was a good one. I think anti-hero is a category that, you know, is a little bit more difficult to define and and honestly when you get into it and you start thinking about it, I think Americans love an anti-hero, so there's a ton of choices to pick. I think this is definitely one that we'll revisit in the future. So if your favorite anti-hero did not show up on the list uh, this week, you know, we'll do this again. Cry about it. <laughs> we'll do this again, and you guys can see if, you're, if your favorite shows up at that point. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Thank you for joining us. Make sure that you like and follow us on your favorite platform. Uh, we are on Spotify, and we are on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter, slash X, at Let's Make a List PC. Uh, that's a great place to interact with us and let us know if you've got anything that you want us to talk about. We'd be happy to do so. All right, everybody have a great week. We will talk to you soon. Bye.